going on, my blue-collar crowd people? This is Forrest with the Built on Blue Collar podcast, and I'm just trying to figure out a good way to word what I'm about to say. I recorded an episode two of this miniseries podcast a while ago, um, and I scrapped it because I, I think I, I sounded too, I don't know if mean is the right word. I just sounded... I guess stupid. I just sounded kind of stupid at how uh, serious, I guess, the conversation was that I was having. So I, I, I canceled it. I uh, canceled recording. So I'm going to record something new on a different topic, actually, and then we'll swing back to that topic um, that I recorded about a while ago. Um, but I'm sitting in my home office. It is running up on the evening time, and I figured I might as well record one because I was supposed to have episode two come out today. Um and then I didn't release it, and I still need to release one today. So what we're going to talk about today is actually onboarding. Um, we've had a lot of discussion with our clients, our partnerships, over the many you know, different states that I guess we've gone into. Um, and we, we might have offended a few people by talking about this, but um, we're going to dive into, or I'm going to dive into our thought as far as onboarding somebody what that looks like, and how we talk to our clients um, when we kind of teach them about onboarding. So t- typically the the way I've always seen it in construction, um, the way I've always seen onboarding or bringing new people into a company uh, is, is basically just hiring them on, obviously doing the interview process, hiring these people on, bringing them into the office to do all the paperwork, um, handing them a notepad and some swag that says your company name on it, and then sending them right out the door and go get to work. Here's your project. Go get it done. It's all yours. Um, We don't have anything against the whole swag portion of it, but we don't think that should be the only reason or the only thing that you do um, when you onboard somebody. So when we, when we consult our clients um, on onboarding, we typically talk to them about, okay, what are you providing them uh, tool wise to help them succeed at the project? What are you providing them training-wise to succeed at the project when you onboard them? So a typical onboard process is normally a day or two and then send them right out the door. Whereas what we do is now, once we've come in and partnered with you guys, we help rebuild that onboarding process to be able to allow for maybe a week or two of onboarding. And and a lot of times people are really hesitant about this because then it doesn't mean that people are out there working right away. Um, and that's in their mind, losing money. Right. Um, and, and as a company, you're always looking at every dime. And if you're onboarding people for a couple of weeks, then you're losing money. Um, but the way we look at it is, is that you don't onboard for a couple of weeks. You don't onboard for a day. You onboard for the entire duration of somebody's career with your company. Um, and, and I guess onboarding might be looked at a little bit different. I guess that turns into like a people at, you know, aspect, a culture-driven aspect, that really kind of excludes the whole onboarding section, right? So onboarding would take all the resources you're giving them, all the the names, numbers, contacts that they need to, you know, learn anything about the company, whether that's the VP of operations, whether that's the estimator, whether that's um, their team, whether that's HR, whether that's, you know, insurance benefits, whatever it is that they need to know they need to go through a process where they understand here's all your tools, resources, um, and that's how these are the people you need to call. Uh, secondly, we, we typically look at 
what kind of resources as far as a, a tool in their actual project are they going to need? Um, a lot of times when I got hired in companies, um, we would be hired on, sent right out to the field, um, and then I'd have to ask all these questions later. Okay, so wh- where's your procurement logs? Where's your your pay applications? Where's all this? Where's all this stuff that I need to use on a daily basis to run and track my my job? Um, and it was never there. Uh, a lot of times I actually had to create them, and still to this day they're <laughs> they're using a lot of the ones that we've created um, over the duration of our employment or my employment with those guys. But the point is that there were no resources, no tools handed to me at the beginning of the job to make me inefficient, uh, I guess, employee off the bat. Um, so having those tools up front and, and kind of a packaged system where you hand them a flash drive and say, hey, these are all the tools, let's run through these things. And then one by one run through every single tool that they have in their box that, or that you guys have in your box that they should use on their project. Run through their whole your whole system, run through how you guys run projects, and get their input on it. Um, that time is never taken. Most of the times in, in companies, I just, I've never seen that actually taken place. Um, so these are just ideas in this mini series, this episode two, to kind of give companies and, and especially directed towards HR and onboarding people, um, safety guys, you know, those safety guys need to sit down and, you know, not spend 45 minutes with these guys, but talk about the future of, of employment with them. So, what do you have right now? Do you have an OSHA 10? Do you not have an OSHA, you know, at all? Do you have an OSHA 30? What, what do you have right now? What position are you going into? What do we need to get you certified in? And then dive into the whole cultural aspect, the safety culture of your company. Um, allow them to ask questions. Allow them to do that for, for weeks on end. And maybe that requires you to have more than one safety guy um, on, on the crew. Uh, those kind of things are, are important for, I guess, one, one thing. Is, is and, and I'll get back, I had made a comment that most of the time companies look at um, saving money so they don't spend this kind of time on their employees off the, you know, on onboarding. Um, it, it You lose a lot of money when you don't give your people the right training and the right tools to do their job efficiently immediately. Um, a week or two of training these guys and going over the onboarding process is, is much more affordable than letting them run with it for years and years and so them still not have the tools. Um, I've seen project managers, I've seen, you know, higher up guys that come right into a position and they're changing things like crazy because nobody sat down even with the higher ups and gave them the tools they needed to do their job efficiently. So when we talk onboarding with our clients, we talk about that um, a lot of times and then we, we discuss, okay, how do we make this uh, process efficient for the long haul. So once you've taken somebody on and onboarded them, you know, after one year, after two years, after five, 10, 20 years, are you still putting in the same effort? Are you giving them new tools? Are you updating them on the procedures? Um, that, that should be a yes. <laughs> Most companies answer no. Like we don't, we onboard and then we let them go uh, out on their projects and, and run it. Um, but onboarding is a constant process. Onboarding HR, uh, bringing people in and hiring people to do a position. Um, if you're not giving them the tools to succeed, then you're not doing your job um, and you're losing money in the company. Um, I think one of our, one of my companies that we had, uh, I won't name names, but I believe we had about a 60, 65% turnover rate every year. Um, 
And that meant within two years, I didn't know a single person in the office that was there <laughs> prior. Uh, and, and they were losing a lot, a lot of money. Um, and one of the reasons was because they didn't know how to onboard. Uh, they didn't know how to train their people right away. And they didn't have a consistent process uh, to give them for tools. So this is this is an issue we see a lot in the industry, in the construction and uh, mining industry, is taking somebody and giving them the tools or taking somebody and letting them build their own tools. There's nothing wrong with building additional tools to your to your tool set um, and pres- you know having your people present tools to the company. But the major issue is when you hire somebody and then don't give them any any guidance at all. Um, and at that point, your leadership has has failed your your company because they haven't given you the leadership that they need. Uh, they haven't given them the details or the tools that they need to succeed. So, um, if you're listening to this and you work HR, if you're listening to this and you're in a position of leadership, whether that be even a project manager, vice president, owner of a company, um, regardless of that, this is something that you guys need to take to your team. And discuss. Look at the onboarding process. You've, if you ever have an issue with turnover or you have an issue with um, getting production out of your people, um, a lot of times people don't look at onboarding as the, the culprit. Um, but I think a lot of people should take the time and, and look at the onboarding process and see if, if you're actually giving your effort as a company to give the tools to your people to succeed. Uh, it's, major, it's a major issue. Most companies don't look at the onboarding as, as a as a problem. Um, they don't really know the right way of doing it, so they just they don't ever look at it. But they're wondering why they can't have uh, people in positions or why they're losing people. They don't know, and they never realize that it okay it comes back to the beginning when we hired them. Did we give them what they needed? Uh, a lot of times the answer is no. So that is one of the things uh, that we talk about with our clients and our partnerships. Second thing here is. Uh, is training, consistent training over the duration of their career. Um, if you bring in a, a young guy, a green guy, uh, let's say you bring in an operator or you bring in a project coordinator, whatever it is, what are you guys doing to uh, give them the benefit of excelling in their career? Um, regardless if they need training or not, let's say it's a project coordinator and he's sitting in the office all day long. Well, not every... Project coordinator likes to just sit in the office all day long. Um, they want to learn, right? Younger guys want to learn. Green guys want to learn. Even guys in that are older and in a position, you know, middle range, eight, you know, APM, assistant superintendent. These guys want to learn more, um, and you should give that to them. This will also be a retainage thing. Uh, if you give them the the training and the responsibility that they desire, um, because everybody desires to do more in life. Most people desire to do more in life. I'd say there are a lot of people that are consistent at where they're at, but overall, most people desire to learn more. They desire to excel in their career rather than just stay stagnant. Um, that's where I was for sure. Is I, I wanted to learn as much as I could. Companies that provide their people the opportunity to go out there and learn more and be trained on stuff that they didn't know before, um, they do gain a lot of morale that so over time you'll have a better morale if you if you've given your people the opportunity to to do these kind of things um and especially training them to have more responsibility uh i think responsibility attracts hard 
more, I guess, harder working attitudes. Uh, the more responsibility you, you give to somebody, typically the harder that they strive to succeed at that position. Um, and, and it incentivizes them to work harder because they, they know that, okay, well, the company is training us to be a more lethal asset here um, and to become, in, you know, go into a different position, a higher position, um, and learn new responsibilities. So that is also huge. Uh, companies that don't train their people on a regular basis, and, and I do not mean sitting them in, a, in front of a computer for an OSHA 30 and letting them have training. That is not what I mean. What I mean is hands-on events that will imprint memories into their head that they will remember for a lifetime. Those are the training opportunities that people desire. Um, when you normally say training in a construction company, people in the field and in the office typically go, oh, not again. We have to go to another one of these stupid meetings. It's such a waste of time. I've got so much work on my hands. Why do we have to go sit in a conference room and learn about CPR for three and a half hours? Like that kind of stuff doesn't excite people. What excites people um, is, is unique opportunities to, to hands-on learn. Uh, and that's what people retain um, is the hands-on learning. Uh, and that's one thing Eagle Eye Productions does is they take companies, and, and as we go through our partnerships with these companies, we typically take them into hands-on, in the field, you know, first-person first training where they get to perform the training. Um, and, and hopefully it's a memory that they'll never forget. We make it, remem- you know, a, what was it, an experience. We get to create an experience in their head, like if you were to go through to a theme park. Um, same, same thing. Obviously, you're not riding roller coasters, but um, just like if you were to remember, uh, you know, a trip to the theme park, uh, that's what we want to imprint in, into these people in the industry. Um, and especially as younger people are coming in, that that's what is going to make the difference is hands-on training. So that is uh, coming up here on 15 minutes of me just ranting about this subject. If you guys do want to learn more, free, feel free to just reach out to me um, personally. Go DM me on Instagram. Go find my email on our website and just shoot me over an email or an in, in Instagram message or a text message or you know, shoot me a call, whatever it is. Um, you know, we don't charge for talking to you guys. <laughs> uh, we don't, we're not here to make a killing. We're here to benefit the industry. Um, and as we get more people on these little mini series, we'll start venturing out into little mini topics um, about the field, about the office, and all this kind of stuff that hopefully help people in business, whether you're from the ground, um, you know, out in the field, to the office, CEO, leadership position. We hope these things help. We hope it at least strikes up some ideas and maybe starts some discussions in your office to help better the company because um, every, every single company can do better, um, regardless if you're one of the best out there or not. So hopefully this kind of helps get some ideas in your head on how onboarding works. And I'm no expert in HR. I am no expert in onboarding or training. Um, but these are the things that we've seen over the years that really help companies go from zero to 100 real quick is being able to get a controlled uh, system in place for onboarding and for training. So uh, go check out our website, Eagle Eye Productions. So website is Sky High Eagle Eye. Dot com. Um, if you want to send me an email, feel free to. Uh, guys, these little mini-series are just little topics that come into my head. 
and sometimes we'll sit down with people. Sometimes it'll just be me talking like this. I hope this helps. If you got anything out of this, please share it. If you think somebody needs to hear this, please send it over to them. Remember, I'm not an expert by any means, but these are just topics that pop into my head and I want to record. So hope hopefully that's helpful, and uh, thanks for listening, guys. Have a wonderful day, and thanks for tuning in to Built on Blue Collar Podcast.